I have no tolerance for serial killers whatsoever. Like, this is so embarrassing for you. That's what it felt like. Welcome back, everybody, to That Pretentious Book Club. Welcome back. I love you. She loves you. Do you love me? I didn't get an I love you. Well, maybe I did. I I couldn't hear anything. Yeah, we couldn't hear anything at first. Yeah, and it was my fault, but I was just assuming that it was Kendall's fault with, like, her technology. Because I I also have already used all of my equipment today, and it was fine, but I was a dum-dum, so it was all me. It's a valid assumption. Usually, (laughs) Or not. I was just like, what if I leave her hanging and don't even, <laughs> don't even be like, I wonder if it might be me. Because I'm just over here like on my phone, not even hearing her. I was like unplugging things, like switching all my inputs. Like, what is going on? <laughs> oh, that's it's the all worst. Good. We worked it out. Anyways, um, that over there is your host, Kendall Shaw, a.k.a. Dr. Spoons Palermo. Hi, howdy. And over there is Ash O'Rourke, but you can call her Wheezy. It ain't easy being wheezy. <laughs> oh, we did it. Good job. We did it um, early, That was too. a good job for us. We did, I know, because I wanted to tell everybody, listen, if you don't like nonsense, if you came here for the book, the whole book, and nothing but the book, <laughs> uh, use the skip notes in the episode description, <laughs> because you're not going to want to hear any of this. <laughs> yeah, just do it now. Ready, you can skip one, ahead. two, three, go. Go. Okay, so now that all the cool people are still here, just kidding. <laughs> Just oh, now we can talk trash about all the other people who just left. Oh, they like want to know nah. about literature. Ew, they're so oh, gross. <laughs> Man, they're like, I don't have the time for this, and it's like, okay, but maybe you should just make the time for us. Maybe have you, you ever thought make about the that? Time for us to Ugh. get crazy. Look what I've yeah. done. I have a thing of boxed wine. It Hell is- yes. Isn't that so embarrassing? I don't know why I'm telling everybody, but... No, that's awesome. Was that strawberry boxed wine? It is strawberry rosé, indeed. Wow. And it tastes delicious. I have a... I've got just some whiskey on the rocks over here. Mm-hmm. It looks like a lot more than it is. It's because my ice cubes have melted. It's not It's not that much, but... Yeah, sure, Ash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. <laughs> well, I wanted to have wine, but I opened up because my mom, because my mom is uh, moving in with us soon cause, while she builds her house on our property. Mm-hmm. Um, so if, I don't know if you guys are, are new here. You probably don't know that. But anyway, so we're like, uh, she's slowly like sending like loads of stuff over here. And so she sent over a load of like a bunch of pantry stuff, which is great because my pantry is always basically empty and like some wine with it and so i was like hey can i open a bottle of wine and i opened one of these bottles of wine she's like yeah i've had that one forever i opened it and i was like yeah it tastes like it like oh. i don't know where this old wine is fine wine i don't understand where this comes from because every single time that i've had a wine that's like old or been stored away somewhere it has always been like vinegar Ew. so i'm like i know it's not supposed to be like this so i just want to know so anyways i was originally going to have wine and then it didn't work out so I'm back to being a whiskey girl, which is actually okay because I made, um, today I made these sweet rolls. They are orange flavored sweet rolls and they're like multicolored. So I did like a orange, like a, I colored a layer orange and flavored it orange. And then it's like normal kind of biscuit dough. And then I put like sugar on the inside and rolled it all up. So it's a little spiral. And then I put a uh, vanilla rum glaze on it. And it was so good. Uh, hello. I'm coming over now. <laughs> I know. And like 
I think something about like the flavor profile. I was just like, yeah, I need whiskey with this for sure. So <laughs> I still have, like the flavor of like the orange vanilla rum, like sweet roll in oh, my mouth. Stop. Where is your great British baking show moment? It's coming. I know. <laughs> That's what that sounded like. Ash is preparing a uh, warm vanilla orange roll recipe from her gran. They always say it's like from their gran. Actually, like, it is. It's my gran's uh, drop biscuit recipe, and I, I modify it for everything. And oh, I'll, I'll use yeah. it for cinnamon rolls or drop biscuits or sweet rolls. Like, I'll just I'll just modify a little bit of this and that in it. And then uh, it's great. So I'm, like, trying out different recipes for uh, to take and sell at the farmer's market, basically. Oh, nice. Yeah. So that's one of them. I'm thinking I was going to do a strawberry rose-flavored sweet roll. Shut up. That one's for me, right? Yeah, it's for you. And then I was thinking of like an Earl Grey lavender one, which is kind of classic, or an Earl Grey honey one, which is more like my speed. These sound um, so good. Don't they sound good? And so I'm just kind of like, what if I just just did a bunch of different varieties of sweet rolls? And Javi was like, it's fine. Like when he tried it. And I was like, what do you mean it's fine? He's like, I'm just kidding. It's good. But then I was like, but you didn't even finish it. And he's like, well, and I was like, is it because I like overcooked them a little bit on accident? And he's like... Well, I mean, yeah, they're a little overcooked. And I was like, I know. <laughs> you're like offended, but you're like, he's right. <laughs> I'm like, I know he's right. Because I, I don't know why. Every now and then I forget who my husband is. And I think that he'll lie to me to be nice. He won't. Well, he's never like mean he about that to. stuff. But yeah, well, he, he didn't. He was just really careful. He was just not saying anything. And I was like, hmm. <laughs> Listen. But I, I want to sell this stuff, so I need an actual opinion. Well, so. I'll come over and you can do it again, and then uh, I'll be your taste tester. Fantastic. <laughs> and I will taste all of them, even if they're overcooked. I will do it. Heck yeah. Well, see, I, think, I still think they taste good, even though they're a teeny bit overcooked. I'm sure they do. Yeah. I'm not, Anyways. Yeah. Sounds pretty good. <laughs> That's uh, not that you asked about my week, but because I've already given you guys so much information. That plus I've been rewriting one of my old books and I'm like, I only have 100 pages left to go, which is so I'm two thirds of the way done, which is awesome. Oh, my God. Very, very hard. That sounds amazing. Yeah, I think it's turning out really good. It is. And it's it's just so difficult because I'm like I'm like moving scenes around which I've never done before so I'm like reordering the whole book so then I have to like rewrite and be like wait this information hasn't been made public Mm -hmm. yet to the characters so now I have to like oh it's a whole thing and I complain about it a lot on our sister podcast the scripturian society so if you guys like want a lot more information about that I can't imagine why you would but if you want it it's there (laughs) um But yeah, so that's pretty pretty much been my week. That and um, I have corn growing. Corn? I'm growing corn. Oh my god! Yeah, it grew like as soon as it, it sprouted, like two or three days after I put it in the ground, which was a huge relief because I was afraid that it wasn't gonna because our soil's not that great, and I didn't have I hadn't like gone out and like gotten a bunch of like planting soil like I needed, and so I was just kind of winging it. Um, because the corn, I guess corn has a really long growing season. So I was like, I can't afford to keep waiting. And so I put it in the ground and now that, so that was like a couple days ago that they sprouted and now they're like three or four inches tall. One of them is like six inches tall. Like they are growing so fast. Wow. And I planted all my other stuff today or most of my other stuff today. 
So now I just have to uh, get one more bag of soil to do my other like little garden hill thing and then plant some like beans and stuff and squash and a pumpkin patch. <gasps> Which I thought you would like. Yeah, we're going to have a pumpkin patch. Oh, my God. Picks of a pumpkin patch. It's happening. It's good. It's happening. And I I grew some sunflowers, but I'm not – I've never been lucky with them, so we'll see if they're actually going to grow. I planted some. I bet they will. You're on fertile, blessed ground. It's going to be a (laughs) Garden of Eden. Yeah, it's actually just sand over here for some reason. We looked at (laughs) – We looked at – I know. It's the worst – we looked in like a, an aerial picture of the area that we live in and all the other properties are like pretty lush green. And then our property has these two acres, one in the front, one in the back that are just plain sand, no vegetation. And you just look around at the rest of the properties and you're just like, how is this possible? <laughs> Why? How? This is not a sandy area. <laughs> Like, they had to have done something to it, the last owners, right? Well, that's what I thought. But then I was digging in the ground over in the acre I want to turn into, uh, like, all of the garden stuff. And I was digging, and I was like, wow, it's pretty sandy. But then the sand was only, like, three inches deep over there. And then I hit, like, hard red clay that was impossible to dig through. So I was just like, what kind of land is this? What topography (laughs) is this? (laughs) What land is this? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, yeah. So it's been an adventure, but um, I, like, feel, like, so fertile. Not in, like, a personal way, but, like, (laughs) I feel so, like, green thummy, which I usually have a black thumb, so. (laughs) Well. Anyways. I can't wait to see it. Um, You'll like it. I definitely think the sunflowers are going to come up. I have complete faith in them and you. Oh, thank you. I was thinking of like, um, like I've got this big long basket I'm going to use to like harvest stuff in. And I was thinking Kendall would say that this is so cottage core. I was just thinking that when you said I have a big basket. So I knew you were going to. I know yeah. because I was thinking she's going to come out here one of these days when I'm going to be like in the garden doing something. And she's going to be like, oh, my God, Ash, this is so cottage core. <laughs> like when I made a smoothie bowls or something. OK, that was very cottage core. <laughs> it was very cute. She made us like these cute smoothie bowls and then she made like adorable little like mason jar of tea. Oh, that's right. I did that too. Yeah. And she was like, good morning. And like, this is when I was staying at her house. And I was like, oh my God, thanks. And she was like, here, you can take it on the go with you and like put a little lid on it. And I was like, what the hell's going on? I felt so like taken care of and like I lived in the wilderness, but in a cute way, you know, it was awesome. That's hilarious. See, if you were here every day, that could be your life every day. I know. Kick Javi out and I'll be your wife instead. That will work, That sounds excellent, actually. (laughs) Let's do it. Actually, he just got a call the other day and and they were like, so you're going to have to go with this like month long trainee. And he was like, I'm sorry, what? It's something he's like never heard of. So that's happening. Oh, no. Yeah. So maybe we should just go ahead and like get married and live together. (laughs) So for the month, Javi's gone. We'll just... We'll just be married. Yeah, that's fine. It's fine. He'll, he'll, yeah. he'll understand, I think. I think so. Although he's a little mad at you right now. I know. Javi hates me now. He thought we were besties, <laughs> and I still thought we were besties. But then Ash texted me the other day and was like, Javi's been listening to our Harry Potter episode. And at one point, I guess I said that I didn't always agree with him. And now he's like, I can't believe she lied to me all this time. <laughs> yes. I was like, yes, because at any point in time, Kendall was like, 
yeah, Javi, I agree with you 100% on all matters. All the time. Yeah, I don't even think I was pretending that. Like, I thought no. it was clear that, you know, we're friends. That's what I told him. Everything. That is what I told him. But, like, he just called me out of the blue. And I had to, like, pry out of him why he was like, he tell Kendall we're not friends anymore. And I was like, what? And he's like, text her right now. And I was like, okay, I'm doing it. And then he was, like, literally, like, dictating specifically what he wanted me to text you. <laughs> Uh, something about the Javi Premium Friendship subscription uh, being ended. He told me the other day it's suspended for two years, but after that you can reapply. <laughs> two years? That's a long I know. time. I know. And so he like wouldn't tell me. I was like, why? Wait, what? Are you serious? Like, what's going on? Because I'm like, I've never heard this. What could he be talking about? And then he said he finally listened to the podcast, and I was thinking... Like, well, which episode? Like, we talk about him a lot. I know, but I don't feel like we ever say anything mean. No, we don't. We didn't say anything mean in that episode either. You were just like, yeah, I, Javi and I are often on the same wavelength. And, I, like, a lot of the jokes Ash doesn't like of his, I like. And then and then something about how he sometimes, he'll pretend to get into arguments with me when you walk in the door. Like, oh, for yeah. the drama of it. And then he'll, like, look at you. He'll, like, say something. And then he'll look at you for a reaction. And he, apparently, he, this whole time, he's been assuming that when he does that you're on his side somehow so he's like terribly offended because in that episode you were like yeah i don't agree with him all the time and he was like unbelievable we can't be friends anymore (laughs) i mean the phrasing of the premium subscription to like hobby friendship or whatever is really funny i have to give him that really good (laughs) yeah it was good it was hysterical uh well you know say love he's gonna have to learn to live with me because we're waifus so you know yeah exactly it's exactly how it works so yeah <laughs> don't worry i'll get him back with my winning personality <laughs> you will i was like bro you don't understand what you're doing you're alienating a friend who also likes spongebob i'm not gonna listen to you talk about spongebob yeah, like, seriously he needs me <laughs> yeah i was like i'm not gonna laugh at your gross jokes like i'm not gonna think they're funny <laughs> yeah among the three of us you're the only one who won't tolerate really, like, raunchy jokes sometimes. So he no. needs me around. Yeah, exactly. Or no one would ever laugh at his jokes. Yeah. <laughs> now he's going to listen to this episode. Actually, no, I, I gave him a really hard time for not listening to any of our episodes. And he, I guess he finally did. And he picked the one where I wasn't like, oh, my God, I have such a crush on my husband. Because I do that a lot. <laughs> and he picked the episode where we're like, yeah, he's, it's funny how he's not always right. And he was like... This is this is insane. This is uh, I am so. He's like I have never been attacked this way before. <laughs> I, I have never felt so attacked. I feel triggered right now. He was like I am literally dying. I can't believe that they said that about me. It's wow. like the audacity, the audacity of these women to say that I am not always right. <laughs> these stupid ass women. What are they talking? About? <laughs> oh God! Oh, it was good. It was good. It was hysterical. But anyways. How has your week been? My week has been fine. Right now I'm staying at my parents' house um, because they and my brother are out of town. And so I'm watching the pets. And uh-huh. so far I have thought that there is some secret intruder in the house like three times. And yep. I'm still currently thinking that because yeah. I feel like I'll. this is the weird thing. Either there's a secret intruder, it's haunted, or I'm paranoid. And I think the most likely is number one. But um, so I've been like walking. I'll walk into a room. I think that I turn the light off, but apparently it's still on. And I'm like, what the Mm -hmm. heck? Last night, I was positive that I had set the alarm. 
I came back and it was not set. And I was like, what? And I was freaking me out. And then just now I went upstairs and the TV was on up there, but I swore it wasn't on last night and I haven't touched it at all. So I'm like, what is going on? So if I die, uh, I love you guys. And uh, Ash, I love you. And um, tell my mom that I blame her for sending me to live in this um, (laughs) spooky house. (laughs) In this spooky house where they live all the time with no problems. Just kidding. It's not actually spooky. I like like staying here, especially when it's like just me because I feel like I have a house. And it's like Uh my mom is like good at, I don't know, she makes everything feel welcoming to me. So it's very like, oh, I'm living at the house. And yeah, anyway, and then I have the, the two cute cute pets but henry is so old now that he gets confused and i literally fed him 30 minutes ago and when i went and sat down at the table he forgot that i had already fed him and was like oh it's dinner time and he came over and was yelling at me to feed him again so he just gets a little confused and now he just will go outside and just bark at nothing and it's driving Mm -hmm. our neighbors crazy so i have to like (laughs) watch him Oh, so anyway, funny. we'll see. I how think that my goes. mom is going to house sit like next week or oh, something. Oh yeah, because we're, we're house sitting Lily. <laughs> oh okay, it's like a musical chairs with house sitting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah, next week I'll also be gone, and so we're all going to New Mexico. So that's why we're recording two episodes today. Yeah. So, so. if we sound progressively more unhinged <laughs> in uh, this episode and the next one, that is why. <laughs> that is why I have this boxed wine because after finishing my re 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 read of Johnny Tremaine, I was like, <laughs> I am gonna have to do this not sober. Like we are getting crazy <laughs> with this one. So See, I know how you feel about Johnny Tremaine too. So I was I think I specifically requested a lit candle for You did. <laughs> for you this. did. But I I think I think I have interesting opinions this time. It's been 10 years since I've read it. So now really? it's going to be wild. But yeah, here it is anyway. But today we are doing The Name, the of, name the of the Star by Maureen Johnson. Yep. Applause Get it for stop. Sorry, my cat is literally tearing up my husband's chair. Mm-hmm. Oh, see, I picked up my little, my happy, angry octopus to throw at her, and she was like, whatever. What did I name him? <laughs> oh, Bip. That's right, I named Aww, him Bip. Oh, baby. Yeah, little Bip. Anyways, Cute. Bip almost attacked the cat. But yeah, <laughs> The Name of the Star by Marie Johnson. Yay! That is what we're doing today. <laughs> Woo! Hooray! Um, this is a book wreck from, I'm fairly certain Catherine S but I'll double check right now yeah Um, she's one of our Instagram peeps she sends us all these great book recs and I was particularly excited about this one when it hit our inbox because I've read this book and at least the second one in the series and I really enjoyed it like I remember loving it and then I lost my copy so I had to get a new copy and I have no memory of ever if I ever read the last one in the series or not and it doesn't matter because I'd have to like read the second one again too because again no memory of it just that I really, really liked it. So I'm excited that we're doing it now. Oh, my God. I'm excited, too. I had never read it before, but and I also did not know what it was about. I sometimes will do that, especially if it's a recommendation or something that you've read Same. before. I'll just, like, pick it up and start reading it. So I started reading it and was like, oh, it's a Jack the Ripper story? And I was, yes, like, immediately like, is. oh, my God, this is so good. <laughs> I absolutely love it. I know. It, so I'm it very is excited. Good. And it was Catherine S. So thank you again, Catherine. Uh-huh. Um, I feel like we've got a lot of Catherines on this pod. We do. It's a Catherine-heavy pod. And I feel it like they're all Catherine K's. Heavy pod. Catherine with a K. 
They are. They are all Catherines with a K. In uh, the second Anne of Green Gables miniseries uh, episode, there's a character named Catherine. And Anne goes, oh, I'm so glad that you spell it with a K. Catherine with a K is just so much more lovely than Catherine with a C or something like that. Like she's trying so to be I nice. I kind of agree. And, yeah. And then the and then she changes it to a C because she's mad. Um, anyway. But That's yeah. Hilarious. Catherine with a K is very nice. But if your name is Catherine with a C, it's also nice. I think it's also nice. You know, that that's more easily Kathy or something, you know, weathering high vibes. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, everyone's winning with Catherine. I think it's fine. It's true. I it's a name I like so much. And it's one of the few names where like I know people with the name, but I'm still like, I would still name my child that name. You know, like usually like with the name like names you like, you're still like, no, I know people and so mm-hmm. I can't I have tried on multiple occasions to convince my husband, like, if we have a daughter, I want to name her Catherine with a K. And he keeps saying no because his cousin is named Catherine. And I'm like, and she's great. You don't like your cousin? Like, why can't we name our daughter Catherine? <laughs> it's an homage. Yeah. Yeah. Catherine also, doesn't a- Catherine O'Rourke sound great? It does. Katie? I just love every single nickname that goes with it. The same, like, with Elizabeth. I just love all the nicknames yes. that go with. Catherine has so many nicknames. Kathy, mm-hmm. Kate, Katie, uh, Kitty, uh, um, Cat, you know, wait, I don't know. There's a lot. It's just, it's very <laughs> versatile. And then, yeah, Elizabeth also, Lizzie, uh, Liza. Eliza. Yeah. Liz. Liz. Beth. Beth. Lizzie. Yeah, I love that we also can do Beth with that one. That's very interesting. I know, it's good. It drives me bananas. Like, Javi doesn't like that one either. He doesn't like... Some of my favorite names are Catherine, Elizabeth, Evangeline. I love all these names. Oh, Javi hates yeah. them. I mean, not on other people, but for our child, for some reason, he hates it. No. He's like, what about Esperanza? And I'm like, bro, do mm. you know how white we look? <laughs> like, no. <laughs> we can't do it (laughs) we can't do it don't do that to our daughter don't do it so yeah oh man that i mean it's a very dramatic name though i'm trying to think if there are any cute nicknames for esperanza hmm anyway i don't know i'm gonna think of names for you guys and then i'm gonna send you a list thank you you should watch. You're going to come up with something and it'll be what we actually name our child. Boy names welcome as well. There's only one boy and one girl named Wee Grant. I know I've said that like a bunch of times, but like Javi is so not willing to budge. I'm going to, you know what? You make the suggestion. I'm going to bring it up to him. And then when he says he likes it, I'm going to be like, oh yeah, well maybe you should reinstate her friendship subscription. <laughs> yes. Okay. This is how I get back in. You're right. Yeah, this, this is, is your in. <laughs> no, as soon as you say it's from me though, he's going to be like, never mind. I hate it. <laughs> That's true. He, we came up, we were watching uh, Netflix like a little while ago and Stargate SG-1 came up on my like recommended list and I love Stargate SG-1. And so uh, he goes, oh my God, Stargate SG-1, this is such a good show. And I was like, yeah, it's one of my favorites. And he was like, ugh, never mind. And just kept going. And he does that every time that I like something he also likes. He's like, well, never mind. I can't like it anymore. Oh my God. And I'm God. just like, dude. Yes, it, it kills me. It's so pretentious of him. Wow, he's really embodied the pod lifestyle he really yeah see we we did it as a tongue-in-cheek joke <laughs> javi it's the side of him that honest to god thinks he's a reincarnated king it is the, like it's that part it is the medieval king energy from him i love that that's a real it thing is. it truly is like that's how everything about javi you can be like oh well it's the medieval king like king, it's yeah. either javi you can be like, or well, it's or it's medieval, medieval king, king. Javi. yeah yeah it's one of this <laughs> it's really very true um <laughs> 
Also, I have two red pen points, which we haven't had for a while. Oh, if you're new points. here, those are our uh, red pen points equal our dumbassery is typically what that means if you mm-hmm. guys are new here. But one of them is, so our last episode or close to last, was it the last episode, Fallen, was that the last episode of season three? Yes. Okay. I forgot. I couldn't find who recommended it, but she messaged us. It's Brianna or Brianna. I'm not sure how you say it. I want to say Brianna from Instagram. Thank you, Brianna. I think she sent us some other messages and stuff, too. And she's been so fun to talk to. And I'm sorry we didn't credit her on the Fallen episode. I swear I looked and I could not find the message anywhere. But then she messaged us. And then I saw it. And I was like, how? How did I lose this? But (laughs) um, thank you, you, Brianna. That was a fun one. Yeah, we have her to thank for Fallen, which was really fun. Yeah, it's been actually like... It's gotten like a like a lot like more downloads and engagement, so I guess it's a it's a it's popular. It's a favorite, which was just a little surprising to me because I was like so on the outskirts of that type of like genre. <laughs> it's like yeah, like I guess you know, to, like YA novels from like the 2010s or like the like the early yeah. 2010s or like late thousands. That's iconic right there you know they're they're just that was a lightning in a bottle type of situation (laughs) yeah yeah exactly um and my other red pen point is that we keep forgetting to do our what did we learn segment our what did we learn from the book segment which is one of my favorites we've just accidentally dropped it so we gotta try and remember what did we learn to bring that back in okay now i would be thinking about what we learned from this one (laughs) <laughs> I'm just going to wing it. That's my favorite thing to do when we hit that segment is just <laughs> go off go, the top of my head. Um, <laughs> what did we learn? Hmm. <laughs> Anyways, should we get into the book? Yeah, let's do it. Oh, should well, I talk about Maureen come back first? To us. Oh, wait, no. Yes, that's, you should. No, yeah, that's this one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm taking my info from... MaureenJohnsonBooks.com, straight from the horse's Hell mouth. Yeah. But also, I had to Google her birthday because I didn't find it. But her birthday is February sixteenth, nineteen seventy-three. So, oh, so that makes her, uh, I believe, Pisces? Aquarius. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. I don't know anything. Yep. Okay. She's anyway. Aquarius. Heck yeah. <laughs> Good so, for you, Maureen. Yay, Maureen. Yay. So Maureen is very funny. Her website is hilarious. She's very like, I'm sassy, you know, in a fun way. <laughs> I love it. She is actually really prolific. She has written so many books. Um, really? Yeah, way more oh than my I God, thought. I did not know. Um, and I totally forgot. But the reason why I know her is because she co-wrote some Shadowhunters books with um, yeah. Cassandra Clare. So that's like, oh. yeah. So like you know some of the newer like offshoot ones. Like, anyway. yeah. So good for her. Yeah. Um, so Maureen was born in Philadelphia. Um, she w- was an only child as a kid, and she decided pretty early that she wanted to be a writer. But she does say on her website that she had a little dalliance with astronomy and Ooh. also archaeology. So I'm like, Heck okay, queen. yes. Yeah, <laughs> did says, we all? In parentheses, I had a little shovel. Oh. <laughs> so I love that for her. That is so cute. Um, God, I love her energy. <laughs> me too. But yeah, so like around eight or nine, she says she decided she wanted to be a writer. And then she mm-hmm. says... I shall be a writer, I said, and I will develop no other skills to ensure I have no blackout plan. 
<laughs> me. That's pretty me funny. AF. <laughs> I know. Right. Oh, it's really funny. Me too. Um, I have one thing. <laughs> this is our. This is the thing. <laughs> this is. Uh, I hope it works out because I only for... developed one. <laughs> I'm glad for Maureen that it worked out. Love that yeah. we have her energy. Okay, so Seriously. he graduated from uh, the University of Delaware. And did you know that the University of Delaware's mascot is the Fighting Blue Hens? <laughs> I thought she was joking, and then I looked at Oh, my up, God. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Why? Why the decision for a hen at all? And then blue? How did we get to blue? I don't know. I'm sure it has some kind of, you know, long-storied uh, Are these wealthy reason, hens? We're talking about, like, blue-blooded blue blood hens? hens. <laughs> Are these <laughs> wealthy chickens? Like, socialite chickens. God. Ugh, that's even less impressive. I, I don't know. It's not I mean, particularly blue. I guess they can. There are types of chickens that are sort of bluish, right? Yeah, but the way that they, yeah, like the way that they say, oh, it's like a blue, like a blue Dane, where it's like, yeah, but it's kind of like more like a shade of gray right, than blue. Right, gray. Yeah. Well, like we have our Osterlorps right now are kind of gray. Okay. I mean, but I guess you could look at them and go, they're blue. I'd be like, no, they're gray. <laughs> but also, I'm a little bit gray green colorblind, so maybe I'm not the person. <laughs> Are you to really? Ask. I didn't know. Yeah, that. like I've never been tested, but this has been a problem for me for years. In college, it became like a bigger problem because I would get into arguments with people about it because I'd be like, hey, can I have that gray blanket? And they're like, that's green. Oh, and my- I'm like, no, it's not. It's gray. So maybe <laughs> no, it, apparently green. it's green. You never know. Oh my god, I've got green chickens, the fighting green chickens. <laughs> that would be good. And then I went to a fabric store once and I was trying to buy some like lycra material to make a mermaid tail out of. And there was this one I was like, if this is green, it's perfect for my purposes. But I don't, but it could be gray because it looks gray to me. And so I couldn't tell. So I literally, and this is like in during COVID. So I've got my mask on and there's this other girl over there and I'm like, excuse me? Um, can you see colors? <laughs> and she was like, yeah. And I was like, could you just, is this, does this look gray or green to you? And she was like, green. And I was like, thank you so much. And she's like, no problem. My boss asks me these questions all the time. Oh and I was my. like, who do you work for? <laughs> oh my God. She's like, yeah, I'm used to those colorblind people. Don't worry. <laughs> and then Javi is legitimately colorblind. I forget wow. what his spectrum is, but he's, like, been tested and stuff, and he's legitimately colorblind. Well, you know, it's a lot more common in men. Isn't that weird? Yeah, exactly. It is weird. It I don't is get why thing. that is the case, but it's yeah. very weird. He wanted to be, like, a combat diver or something. I'm oh. probably forgetting what it is. And basically because he was a certain spectrum of colorblind, he couldn't. So. Oh. That's it's very good. rare that, it, that that happens, though, where he's like, oh, that can you hand me that thing that's that color? And I'm like, the what that's what color? <laughs> It's just every now and then I'm like, no, you're super wrong. Mine is pretty much just gray and green, like certain shades of gray and green. Oh, yeah, yeah. I I mean, that's not too bad. If I, yeah, as far as like visual impairments go, I'm sure. Oh, my God. Have you seen um, those videos where it's like people who are colorblind getting the colorblind glasses and then they get no. to like, those make me cry every time. Because it's, like, so, so cute. They're, like, put the glasses on. And then, like, I guess because a lot of them are people who, I guess, can't see a lot of colors or something. Like, Mm kind of maybe everything's more gray or something. I don't know how it works, Uh really. 
Because these people are so excited and they always cry and it makes me cry because I'll put it on and they'll just be like looking around like, oh my God, this is amazing. And they're like looking at trees like, it's green. Like they know what color (laughs) it is and it's so sweet. I'll send you a video. It's so funny. You should. You're a sympathetic crier. I'm a sympathetic, (laughs) embarrassed, ashamed person. Yeah, you are. If I see somebody I'm embarrassed, uh, like I hardly ever get secondhand embarrassment at all, and I, oh, I'm, I thank God every day for that because I can enjoy so many more films. <laughs> I wish, I so wish. Wait, anyways, what were we talking about? Oh, Maureen we were Johnson. Sorry, the skippers are like Jesus They're Christ. Like, God, I already like, I skipped this. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, uh, oh yeah, fighting blue hens. That's where we. Oh, that's where. We, guys, we were kind of on topic. <laughs> it was about we, colors. We did, so. It was about colors. <laughs> so the fighting blue, green, gray hens. Gotcha. <laughs> and um, so she was a writing major, just like me. Uh, and then she's, but she's you know more successful. <laughs> It's always the case. (laughs) Um, And I'm sure way more talented. Um, So she, um, I don't know why I said I'm sure. I know she is. (laughs) (laughs) She's more prolific for sure. I mean, I don't don't know if you can gauge the talent, but prolific apparently. (laughs) She's extremely. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So anyway, she was a writing major and then she started working on like a, like theater shows and stuff she like wrote for Ooh. theater companies which is pretty cool that's cool yeah um and so then she ended up moving to new york um and she studied like theater stuff and um also writing at columbia Ooh. um as a graduate student and so um yeah so then she had like a bunch of weird jobs she says which is fun um and um yeah, and so now she writes books and is uh, very successful. So good for her. Good she for has you, written, let me just like list some of them. Her, I think the most recent one here is called Your Guide to Not Getting Murdered in a Quaint English Village, which oh sounds my God. amazing. Uh, that sounds fabulous. I'm I sorry, I have to read that. I want to read God. it so bad. <laughs> I really need to get into more of her books because I love her tone. Like, I love the, like, the sarcasm, like, the dry. It's so, she's so funny. Yes, she's hilarious. So, in this series, The Name of the Stars, the first one in the Shades of London series, and then we have mm-hmm. The Madness Underneath, and yep. then uh, The Shadow Cabinet. And then there's also yes. another one that's like I guess not maybe in the same series, but it's like a spinoff maybe called The Boy in the Smoke. So Ooh, pretty fun. I don't know that one. And then she does a lot of like yeah. stuff with like other writers. Yeah, that's awesome. Good for her. I'm forgetting the names of every single character in this book at the moment. So that's <laughs> that's what I'm currently googling. <laughs> Sparks notes ding. What notes Spark ding? Notes. Sparks note. <laughs> What? Sparks notes, yeah, noticing the name of the star real quick. No big deal. I am. No biggie. I am, though. Um, my memory is so bad, it's not even a joke, you guys. Like, I, I mean, I make jokes, but it's not, it's not a joke. Because <laughs> I read this, and I read it all at once, and I was so proud of myself. I read it all on Monday, I think. Mm. Like, in book form, where I absorb it better, so you'd think it would have stuck, and it didn't. 
Um, but anyway, should we get into the summary, or mm-hmm. I'll do my best at the summary? I I'll, I remember people's names, I think, so okay, I'll help excellent. you out. Excellent, because I'm not good at that. So we start out, we've got this character, her name is uh, Aurora DeVoe, right? Aurora's her name, uh-huh. she goes by Rory. Aurora, uh, so she, Rory Aurora. DeVoe. So good, I love that name. It's good. The names are good. Uh, she's from Louisiana, and she, basically, I think her parents are both professors, right? And they... I think they're lawyers. Or they're, oh, yeah, 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 you're right. They're lawyers. They're both lawyers, and they basically get the opportunity to go to, um, where is it? It starts with a B. Uh, Bristol. It's uh, Bristol. Yeah, to Bristol in England. And basically, this is, like, for her, is it her last year of high school? Yeah, she's going to be a senior, I think. Yeah, she's going to be a senior. And so they basically said, you can pick wherever you want to go for your last year. And so she found this, like, boarding school in London. And, um... What's it called? Wexford. Wexford. Wexford Boarding School. Um, so it's it's pretty fun. I enjoy the boarding school setting. I don't <laughs> think I've ever not liked the boarding school setting. Oh, it's just a um, classic. You know, I love classic, it. It's classic, yeah. She gets there. She immediately begins to embarrass herself. She makes lots of jokes about being the American, which was just like, yeah, yeah. That is about how it feels all the time. Uh, at least she I owned feel, it, you know. She did own it. I feel that way in America, being from Texas. When I go other places, <laughs> You're like, in, yes, in the country, I'm from Texas. Yeah, and then I'll do something embarrassing or something that people look at me different, and I'm like, "It's, it's the Texas, isn't it? Is it showing? Is my Texas showing? I'm sorry. I let me put You're that like, back oh, away. God, they're all looking at me. It's so embarrassing." <laughs> But I thought that Rory was so fun because she has, like, you know, kind of a... I mean, New Orleans has such a unique culture, so she kind of already came with her own cool, like, cultural vibe. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then her her town that she came from specifically, <laughs> the way she describes it is hysterical. It's, it's like a little so swamp funny. town. I know. I was cracking up. Oh, I it is so it. good. It's good. And she's pretty smart. I mean, like, she had to, like, take tests and stuff to get into this school. But it's just funny because she's smart, but she is not pretentious in any way, shape, or no, form. No, not at all. Um, she's got a roommate when she gets there. Her name is Julianne, but she goes by Jazza, which is cute. I love and, um, Jazza. <laughs> I know. It's good. She is just such a good person. She <laughs> like, is a sweetheart. I love she her. Is. She's from Cornwall. I think mm-hmm. is that correct? I yeah, think so, yeah, in Cornwall, um, which is cool. I've always wanted to go there. Um, so she's just like as sweet as a peach, nice person. Uh, what's her name? The bitch, the, <laughs> the awful <girl>. Charlotte. <laughs> Charlotte, listen, I'm sorry if I offended y'all's delicate ears, but Charlotte is a bitch, <laughs> and uh, Char- Charlotte is that thing where like she pretends like she's being really nice to you, but she's actually judging you and like being mean. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think that's worse. I would rather someone just be me, and I hate when they do that. Yeah, exactly. Like, she's, she pretends like she's nice, because she's also a, a pre, head girl. Prefect. Yeah, and a prefect. Yeah, and she's head girl. Yeah. So she's head girl, which makes it worse. And she's, like, kind of pseudo friends with Jazza, but, like, not really, because she's so competitive and prissy, and she wants to go... Where is it? She's obsessed with going to college somewhere. She's going somewhere. to Cambridge, I think. Cambridge, yeah. yeah. And she's just... She's so uppity and mean and kind of devious, and she's so two-faced. And we don't so really anyways, like Charlotte, but... <laughs> can you tell we don't really like Charlotte? Nobody really likes I Charlotte, but like... Jazza is so nice. She tries not to say anything mean about her. Yeah, Jazza is nice. And then who else? Yeah. Oh, Jerome. 
Oh, yeah, Jerome. That's the cute boy. Yeah, the cute boy. Jerome is, yeah, he's another one of the friend group. He's also a prefect. And he's, like, one of the only people besides Jazza who's, like, chill with Rory and, like, is kind of, like, nice to her from the beginning. Yeah. So... I think That's he thought cute. she was cute, so, you know. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it is. He <laughs> thought she was cute. And they have, like, a very... It felt like a very stereotypical, like, flirtationship. Yeah. They, they, like, kind of right off the bat. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah. see, here's where... where <laughs> what happened? Since we just came from Fallen, I was immediately like, I'm suspicious of you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what are you doing flirting with her? I was like, God, he's going to be That's a Fallen hilarious. No, I didn't actually think I... that, but. I remember, see, I didn't remember the book very well, but I remember thinking, like, I don't think he's the one, but I don't remember well enough. Um, but I, I also thought he feel literally like, might have been Jack the Ripper. Like, I seriously was like, he's doing <laughs> it. I was that. I was like, <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, does Jassa get murdered? <laughs> I know, no, I'm so That's what I thought. I, my brain, even though I'd read it, that was what I thought, because I somehow misremembered it, like, really badly. Um <laughs> Anyway, she's kind of settling into school. Uh, then at, uh, at dinner one night, she jokes on a piece of food. She's telling an obnoxious story that she thinks is, like, one of her best stories. <laughs> so it's even worse because then she, like, chokes, I forget, like, on a meatball or something. Yeah, and I think it was, yeah, it was definitely meat because they make a point of her always eating sausage. Always eating meat. Yeah. Like, yeah. Which is funny. <laughs> Everyone's like, what, no, no meat today, Rory? And she's like, listen, guys. <laughs> it's not, I don't have to have it. But she kind of does. But anyways, she chokes so badly that she loses consciousness and she sees like a white light. <laughs> and then she's saved and she's fine. She lives on. But um, yeah, so that happens. Uh, and then after that, things start getting a little bit weird. Oh, I should also say that the there's like a little bit of a prologue like before Rory gets to, or at least before we see Rory arriving in London at her new school, which is basically these new stories that there's, like, a new Jack the Ripper on the town. Like, Uh there's some copycat killer that's, like, um, mimicking Jack the Ripper's murders. Like, same places, same age, same, like, victim information, all that stuff. So that stuff's all going on, and it's still going on, and there's, like, you know, like, active, like, news, like, press people, like, there's, like, little, like, cutaways to what's going on in the press, like, the whole, throughout the whole book. Um... Let's see. Uh, one of the murders happens, like, at this pub, like, kind of down the block. And so Jerome, because he wants to be a journalist, he convinces her and Jazza to go check it out. And when she's there, this is when, this is, like I said, this is when things get weird. Rory gets, like, kind of a weird feeling, and she bumps into this, like, bald dude. And she's like, oh, sorry, man. And he looks at her like, uh, wait, like you can see me like he seemed like surprised by it Uh and like but then like creepily pleased by it and then uh well that's that for a while they go back uh nothing happens um and then there's i think someone else is killed or they're expecting another person to be murdered because of the dates because like this killer is killing on the same dates that jack the ripper killed Uh and so jerome is like they basically try and lock all the kids down in the school and Jerome is like, hey, what if you and Jazza, like, snuck out, crossed this little square between our dormitories, and come snuck up on the roof with me? Because don't you want to be able to say, like, you were somewhere cool when this person was murdered? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I was Jerome. Like, what the hell's going on? Like, yeah, Jerome has, like, a future in the tabloids, I feel like. Yes. It yeah. was... 
I, I don't know. It was, I don't know. That was the part where the whole thing felt, and then I feel bad because, like, I listen to true crime podcasts and mm-hmm. stuff all the time, but yeah. I don't feel like I have a person who's, like, I, I, it was grossing me out how these people were so excited about the murders. Yeah. Like, everybody was like, oh, the next murder's coming. And I'm like, somebody's going to die. I don't know. Yeah, it was it's awful. I was like, this is I think, gross. Yeah, I mean, with true crime, I think the fascination is, like, part of it is you almost feel, a lo- like, more freedom to, like, be interested in, like, the facts and the circumstances because it's already happened and you can't change it. Like, it's still a tragedy and it's awful. But you can't change it, and so it doesn't feel as, like, grotesque to, like, be listening to it with, like, fascination. I don't think any of us are like, oh, my gosh, hooray, somebody died. I love hearing about gruesome details. I like the stories where it's like, oh, this is how they caught the killer. Like, I like it when they catch the guy. That's the one. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I started listening to um, Anatomy of Murder, which is another podcast, because they basically talk about, like, the crime-solving process Uh of the murders. Because that's the part that I'm interested in. That's the best part. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I think that that's more what the fascination is. But Jerome kind of just seems, and everyone seems to be just enjoying like how sensational yes. this whole, all, all these events are. Um, so they sneak, out, her and Jazza sneak out through like a downstairs bathroom window that Charlotte is the one who opened it like the last year. <laughs> yeah. She's the worst. She's so duplicitous. And then uh, they go hang out with Jerome on the roof. Uh, they don't. I don't think her and Jerome kiss yet, but I kind of thought, like, they're going to make out, aren't they? And then they didn't. Um, <laughs> Jazza wants to go home. It's, like, 2 a.m. So they go back down. They cross the square. And as she's, like, she's just boosted Jazza back into the window. And she's about to, like, ha- like get it back in, too. And the same guy, but she doesn't recognize him. But we all recognize him. Like, from outside the pub or whatever, he's there and he's like, should you guys be out? Should you guys be doing that? And they're like, oh, yeah, it's okay. We go to school here. I mean, well, she, well, Rory does because Jazza doesn't see anyone. Mm-hmm. And so Jazza's like, well, I was just really focused on getting back inside. So maybe, so maybe that's why. And so they think everything's fine, except when they wake up the next day and uh, there's, like, a big, like, white tent and there's an active crime scene in the square between the dormitories and the police are there, and they're like, if anyone saw anything, like, come, please come forward and talk to us. You won't be punished, even if you broke curfew, because another woman was murdered. The The murder for that night happened, like, within their school grounds. Yeah. Which is crazy. Like, minutes after she saw the the weird bald man. Um, so that's interesting. That's all going on. Also, I forgot to say that there's a boy named Alistair who's always hanging out in the dark in the library. Yes. (laughs) He's all, like, he's kind of, like, punk, like, 80s kind of, like, and he's got kind of an attitude, but he, like, has read every book, so, like, she'll go up there, Rory will go up there, and, like, when she's doing research for a paper or something, and he'll be like, yeah, check out this book by this person, Mm -hmm. and he's funny. Um, I love Alistair. But no one else really talks to him. Yeah, I like him, too. Um so, let me see. So that happens. Uh, Rory decides she wants to tell the police what she saw. So she goes down there. She, like, does the little interview. Jazz is like, yeah, I didn't see anyone, but there could have been someone there. And then there's, like, this weirdly young cop who comes up to her. And he's like, hey, if you think of anything else, here's my card. Call me. Yes. And she's like, is there any way that this handsome young man <laughs> is a cop? <laughs> she's like, hmm, this seems weird, but okay. Seems weird, yeah. And Jess is like, I think you should go report him. And Rory's like, no, I don't think I will. I think I'm just going to roll with this. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, handsome young cop, roll with that for sure. Um, I'd be the first person murdered in this book. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what if we're not suspicious and every attractive person is telling the truth? <laughs> oh, they're hot. They must be right. <laughs> they're hot. They must be telling the truth. Actually, that's not me at all. Um, but I, for some reason, I think because I'm so the opposite of that in real life that when I read books, I'm like, wouldn't it be great if we could just pretend that life were that way? That people were on the inside like they look on the outside? Wouldn't that be yes. nice? <laughs> yeah. But, um, okay, so... Anyway, she goes, she tells people, um, like, about what she saw. They Then they get a new roommate. Basically, like, the headmistress or whatever is, like, she's not going to, like, out and out punish them, but she's kind of punishing them by mm-hmm. assigning them this new roommate named Buvana. Is that her name? Buvana? Yes. She goes by Boo. Yes. I Boo love that. Boo is something. She is such a character. Boo cracks me up. I loved her immediately. I know that she was kind of like supposed to be annoying at first, but I honestly loved her at the, from the start. I was like, this girl's she's hilarious. Good. She's hilarious. She's so vibrant and full of energy and wears tight clothes. And like, she's just like, she's crazy. Um, and Jazza does not like her because she's like, when does she even study? And at first Rory's like, whatever, Jazza. Because Jazza's pretty straight laced. And mm-hmm. she's very like, she's very like quiet and in her own space. And Boo is like in everybody's space and yes. loud and uh, not like super responsible. And so at first Rory's like, eh, whatever. And then Jazza's, she's like, maybe Jazza's just kind of jealous that I'm kind of being friends with Boo. Although Rory is extremely annoyed by her for like weeks of them being like roommates. Yeah, because she kind of like messes with the vibe. Like Jazza and uh, Rory had like a cute, like we're drinking tea and reading Jane Austen novels vibe going on. Yes. And then Jazza's like, so anyway, I was on the phone with my boyfriend, like on her two phones. And they're like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because Boo has two phones. So yeah, she definitely disrupts things. And Rory finally kind of starts like seeing like the good in Boo and Jazza's still not really enjoying her particularly. So her and Jerome at this point have, uh, they've made out a few times. Mm -hmm. They're, uh, they're kissing buds. Um, they are kissing and they ha- buds. <laughs> they're kissing buds. Well, they're not really in a relationship. They're both, like, very intentionally not. They're not even not labeling it. They're, like, a step removed from even that. Like, they're just, like, <laughs> they're like we kiss. You want to make out again? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. But um, they go to this museum and they have to do, like, this, like, kind of, like, they're supposed to, like, walk around and, like, notice, like, different, like, themes and artwork. And they pick, like, butts or something. <laughs> yeah. And it is this hysterical, like, little montage of scenes where they're just, like, riffing on all the different types of, like, naked butts and, like, yeah. these classic paintings. That was really It was cute. excellent. <laughs> and then they're in another room and there's this, like, other, there's this woman standing there in, like, a, like, a, it's like a red suit dress thing or mm-hmm. something i think and um and then jerome basically like compliments her butt not the woman's but rory's butt and rory's like wait who are you talking about are you talking about her or me and he's like what are you talking about like we're the only people in here mm-hmm. and she's like what and then the woman had walked out but then she's like there's no way that jerome wouldn't have seen her and she's like am i crazy and i'm like maybe i like it for you <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, just work with it you know yeah, so she follows Boo out of the museum, and she, like, follows her kind of this, like, park, and, like, the cop guy, the young cop is there, and she's like, what is going on? And there's this woman there in kind of, like, what looks like a World War, is it World War One or World War II uh, uniform? I think two, yeah, two. World War Two uniform. Um, and, yeah, I think you're right. And she's, like, picking up trash and stuff, and then they're all talking, and then somebody walks through the woman. <laughs> and and she basically, like, Rory's like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, I am losing my mind. And she, like, stumbles across the street, and she's like, 
wait, you, what? Someone, someone? And then she, like, just loses it. And they're like, I think maybe we need to tell her the truth. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> that's good. So um, they take her to, like, their this, like, flat or something. And that's where she meets Callum, right? Mm-hmm. And what's what's the cop's name Steven. again? Steven. That's what I thought. Okay. So Steven's kind of like the de facto leader of the bunch. Uh, we like him a lot. Uh, yeah. Callum is kind of an a-hole, but like a lovable one. He's kind of goofy, you know? He's a little goofy. He kind of has an attitude. Like, he's kind of grouchy, but but he's not like he's not mean no no no. i actually really like callum you like callum <laughs> yeah i th- i mean i didn't dislike him at all but he's kind of grouchy and he like kind of like he's just not he didn't want to tell rory anything to begin with like he's not he's he's always not quite as on board as everyone else like he's not as much of a team player right who's a team sure. player steven is the leader and can be a team player rory could be a team player callum is grudgingly a team player <laughs> it, it makes sense with his character though once you find out more about him Oh, yeah. No, it does. And he's great. There's definitely, like, no no bad feelings towards Callum. But um, they're basically like, so here's the deal. We're part of this secret organization of people who can see ghosts. Yeah! <laughs> and I was like, I love it so much! Oh, my God, tell me more! And he's like, basically, a secret society of ghost hunters. This is awesome. Basically, some people, not everyone, but some people who have basically been on the brink of death when they come back from it, they are able to see dead people. And not all people who die stick around as ghosts, just some of them. And so basically, the society has existed kind of on and off for a while. It's this, like, really, like, shady branch of the government. Like, like even, like, a lot of other government officials don't really know who they are. But they'll just get a call from high up one day and be like, cooperate with these kids. Because they're all, like, 20. Yes. (laughs) Um, Like, they're all very young. And Boo is one of them, obviously, if I didn't already say that. Like, she's undercover at Rory's school. Mm -hmm. Um, so she's kind of like being a bodyguard for Rory because this guy, the, the weird bald guy who obviously he's a ghost and he's scary and they think that he's committing the murders. They're like, yeah, so he's like got an, he's got a thing for you, but not like a, not like a thing thing. He's got like a, he wants to like murder you thing possibly. So we're going to try and (laughs) protect you. Uh, so yeah, so they give her like that whole story and it's, I was like, this is so interesting. I love secret society. And then they're like, now go back to your school and live, live your life like a normal (laughs) teenager. She's like, well, uh, I'm seeing ghosts, so Mm -hmm. I'm thinking not, I'm not going to do that, but she does. Yeah. And Boo can see Alistair too. So she like trades Alistair like music for, uh, I forget, like, I think homework. Yeah, yeah she starts Alistair's trading for homework. Yeah, because <laughs> Alistair's a ghost. Uh, and he loves to listen to music. Yeah, that was cute. <laughs> it was cute, yeah. There's Go some, ahead. there's, a, oh, a Halloween party. The, yes, the there party. Is, the Spice it's Girls. It's not actually, Spice Girls, yeah. I don't know if it's actually Halloween, but it's kind of like Halloween. And they call it fancy dress, which is costumes. And so her and Jazza and Boo dress up like zombie versions of the Spice Girls. And it was, it was pretty good. It was adorable. Um, and then they're like, uh, then they go to this like dance and they're all just dancing, having a good time. And then right behind Jazza, like the, the, the guy shows up, the bald ghost guy who's all scary and creepy. And he's like, if you don't want anyone to get hurt, you're going to meet me outside. And she's like, oh shit. Oh shit. What do I do? (laughs) And so she does. And she goes and meets him outside and he's like, great. I just wanted to talk to you. And we don't really get a lot of information here because basically Boo walks out of the dance because she saw her leave. And Boo can also see this guy because she also sees ghosts. 
And so she's she's talking on the phone or she's acting like she's talking on the phone and acting like she can't see him. Um, but then when she gets close to uh, to Rory, she takes her other phone because remember she has two. She holds down the buttons and acts like and like holds the phone out in kind of a weird way. And then Ghost Guy grabs her and throws her in front of a car like on the street. So she gets hit by a car. Um, that was so that's stressful. So stressful. The guy is real scary and creepy. I don't even remember what he says. It's just like, oh my god, he means business, and this is awful. And Rory goes and like tries to talk to uh, to Boo to like try and like help her. And then Stephen shows up and he's like, you can, there's nothing else you can do for her. The ambulance is on the way. We have to go. And so Stephen like like drives her off or whatever. We get some Rory and Stephen time. I think they're obviously gonna end up as a couple. That's what I, think I, that's they are what I feel too. like. Yeah, that's and what I, I like that. Getting. But I like I that it's that. so far been a slow burn. Like, it's, same. You know, I agree because we've got like paparazzi Jerome still, who she likes to make out with. <laughs> he has such paparazzi energy. He does. Like, he's there's nothing wrong with him. He's a nice guy. But yeah, I'm he's like, a nice guy. Okay, but can you see ghosts? Yeah, are you a hot can you see- like young? Secret cop man? No, you're not. Yeah, no, you're not. <laughs> you're so a senior sorry, but in you high school. You can't compete with Steven. Yeah, you're just <laughs> you're just a senior in high school. Um, yeah, it's true. Steven also um, has a grumpy energy, though, which I think I'm attracted to in both does. of them. Like in both comments, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I just love yep. grumps. I think the grumpy people are so funny. Like Steven, I know like, I married well, one. <laughs> yeah, Steven's like, yeah, get it up. Uh, just get in the car. There's nothing we can do. That kind of thing. Yeah. He's very serious and like Stephen is very all business. He like is. he is not gonna <laughs> joke around about anything. At least Callum will like crack some jokes. Stephen is like, yes, very funny. Moving on, mm-hmm. <laughs> like with absolutely like no. He's not here to have a good time. He's here to get work done. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Businessman. Yeah, Mr. Businessman. So oh, I'm trying to think what happens. Boo's well, in the hospital. Yeah, she like basically. It's hanging out with Steven, yeah. And then, like, they go to the flat again, and I don't know. Yeah, they talk They talk more about secret ghosty society stuff. And then uh, what basically happens is, um, I forget if it's right before or after this, this, like, really popular, like, television anchor or, like, news host or something gets this, like... Oh, yeah. Ugh, it's, like, a box that um, gets, like, a box with, like, a half of a human... Is it kidney. kidney or liver? Half of a human kidney in it, which is apparently something that Jack the Ripper did. Yeah, it's and disgusting. so he, yeah, and so he reads like the letter off, but then he gets cut off, gets cut off before the last line because the producers are like, "Oh my god, you can't read this on air! Like the police need to see this! Like you can't do that." Uh, that guy's <laughs> human garbage, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> like, he's, he's a dick. an awful person. <laughs> he's a dick. Yeah. Um, anyway, so basically, we never. It's a while before we get to figure out what the last line is. But then, right around the time when we pick up again after Boo's in the hospital and she's been hit by the car, and they're like, "We have to defeat this guy." Basically, Stephen explains like the cell phone that Boo has is called a terminus, and they each have a terminus, and there's only three of them, and they all have names, which is cool. And they basically, it's like a, it's a device that they've they've hidden inside of an old cell phone so that it looks inconspicuous. Um, but it's not obviously really a cell phone. And if you hold down two of the buttons on it and you like hold it like close to a ghost, the ghost will basically just like burst into light and disappear and move on. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, what happens to the ghosts? And they're like, hell if we know, but they're not here anymore. <laughs> I know it's and a little spooky. Like, it is spooky, but I'm like, let's do that to Baldy man. Let's do it. Because <laughs> he needs to go. Yes. Um, so 
then they're basically like so the last line they're just telling her like how like the last line of that letter that didn't get read on air i forget if that one's either the name of the star line which we get a couple times the name of the book the name of the star because the mm-hmm. star was the, apparently the original newspaper that the jack the ripper stories were written in there's also one about basically like i want your eyes come to me or something like that i forget or the yeah, one who has eyes to see come come over here or something yeah there's i don't know there's like gross weird cryptic messages yeah it's a there's a lot of weird cryptic messages in here yeah boo comes back from the hospital and she's like in a wheelchair rory gets the uh letter no she gets a text a during, text that's right during the yeah. like ri- the new ripper murder night yes mm-hmm. yeah she starts getting a bunch of text messages from different numbers that basically say come find me um like meet me at this place come alone or whatever uh if you don't come to me i'm going to keep killing and killing and killing until you do or until i get to you and so it's basically saying if you don't come to me i'm just going to keep killing innocent people until i get you mm-hmm. so she's like well can't have that i should go and Stephen and Boo and them are like, no, don't do that. And she's like, well, I want to. And so Boo is staying, she stays at the, um, like, at the school with her terminus. And then Stephen and Callum go with her to this, like, like kind of like an underground, like, like, it's off like their, what do you call it? Not the subway. What do they call it? Yeah, the tube. The tube. Yeah, oh, but kind of like a subway. Right, because they had already found out that the guy who Rory kept seeing was mm-hmm. this old cop from, like, the 90s. Yes. So, yeah, so somewhere in there um, between <laughs> Boo getting hit by a car and them going to meet Mr. Creepy Bald Man, they have basically figured out, because I forget, they're doing research and they see... Like, they see a picture of the guy, like, in this old police photo. And she's like, oh, my God, that's the man I keep seeing. That's the bald guy. And it turns out he was this, like, police officer. And he was involved in this, like, weird situation where, like, what is it? Like, four or five people, I forget, mm-hmm. were all murdered in this um, kind of, like, little, like, hidden back room off the tube or something. And, like, the police went down there and they found all these people, like, shot and murdered. And they found him the bald policeman or whatever he was dead too and it looked like he'd killed himself and so they're like they assume that he's just snapped and killed all of those people and then himself and then steven is like oh my god wait a minute like i'm sorry like secret group of like these people him is like he knows everything about us and our society and and apparently the bald guy had the sight he too could see ghosts before he died Mm -hmm. and so they're like oh my god it was us he's the reason that that we were the we are like the new original group of ghost hunters because he murdered all of the last ones. Yes. Which is crazy. It was so crazy. Yeah, and he's basically just doing these Jack the Ripper murders to get attention. Like he's just enjoying the power of her. He's also a psycho. Like he really is crazy. Yeah, and he wants all the terminuses. Yeah, he wants all the terminuses. So, so he was also trying to draw them out. Yeah, yeah, because he's like, I don't, I just want to, uh, or she's like, I just want to be left alone. I just want to know that nothing can hurt me. Can't you understand why I would want that? And then he's like, actually, I think I'm going to keep killing people, though, anyways, because it's fun. <laughs> and he's just the worst. It's like, i got to finish what I started. And I'm like, you crazy person. Yeah, he's the worst. He's you the worst, yeah. Disgusting. Guys, don't yeah. ever be a serial killer. Everyone will hate you, and I will hate you, because that's disgusting. 
Yeah, we will not be friends with you anymore. Yeah, you are not in the club anymore. You are kicked out of the club. (laughs) No serial killers are allowed in this club. No serial killers allowed for for real guys. We're not joking around. Yeah, this is uh, there's no wiggle room on this rule. Okay, (laughs) (laughs) this is one and done. Okay, there's no second chances on this one. Uh, cannot reapply. Subscription is canceled. <laughs> yeah, do not um, even think about it. <laughs> You're done. <laughs> You're done. Get out. Uh, anyways, so they go down there to confront the bald guy, and it's in like the room where he killed. I forget what his name is. Some officer. He killed all of. It's is it Alexander or something? Yeah, Isn't something it? like that. We're just gonna call him Alexander because that's <laughs> that reminds me of what it is. I don't care. So sure, they go that to can confront. Be his name. Actually, I'm just gonna keep calling him the bald man because okay, that's how I think. Let's call of him Baldy. Baldy. Yeah. So they go down there to confront Baldy, and uh, he's like, "Just give me the terminuses, and this can all be over. Give. I just. I need all three of them." And they're like, "No, we need these things to protect people. We are not gonna give them to you, you psycho." And then basically, he flips off the lights and he injects. Steven with what is it insulin or something it's bad and then he's like you want the antidote you want to save Steven well then give me your terminus and so they do Rory and Callum do end up giving Baldy their terminuses and he's like well where's the third one and they're like not here bro and he's like the deal was for the third one and then Rory's finally like I don't want Steven to die so okay I I will I will take you to it it's at the school and so the, he gives them the antidote for Steven or whatever, and then her and Rory, he was at, at gunpoint or knife point? He has I a forget. knife on her neck. That's right. He's got a knife on her. Oh, and he, like, he's they like go back. In there. Yeah, and it's scary because no one can see this but her. Yes. Unless I'm like, no one's seen a floating knife. I forget they addressed that somehow. I just don't remember. She just says, like, everyone's kind of busy that night and, like, not paying. They're kind of sticking to the shadows anyway. So she's like, if anyone saw, they'd probably just think it was, like, a weird reflection or something. Or Yeah, yeah, it's like, true. And this, this is the night where they're expecting another murder, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so everyone's also, like, like kind of paranoid and probably not going to trust anything that they see, even though everyone's looking for stuff. Yeah. Uh, so they get there. Buvana is like, oh, my God, because she can see him. And obviously, Baldy knows. And then Charlotte's there, too. And she's like, is everything okay? Like, what's going on? You guys are acting kind of weird. And the Baldy's all like, give me your terminus. And Boo is like, nah, bitch. And then Charlotte, like, uh, she, she drops her phone or knocks the phone out of her hand or something. And then Charlotte tries to, like, bend down to pick it up. And then Baldy hits her over the head with a lamp, like, multiple times. That was honestly bad. Like, I didn't really like Charlotte, but she really didn't bad. deserve that. No, she didn't. I remember, I was horrified, too. I was like, no, oh, my God, wait, Charlotte, no. Like, I don't like you. But I don't want you to, like, suffer brain damage. I know, it was pretty brutal. It was pretty brutal, yeah. So she's unconscious now, um, and he gets the terminus. He'd already, so on the way over to the school, too, Baldy had thrown the other two, the diamonds, because apparently the terminus are they're powered by these very specific types of diamonds and so he threw the diamonds into the thames <laughs> honestly so. like that was so funny to me when she opened it she's like they're powered by diamonds because <laughs> i was like <laughs> i am also laughing at this rory this is funny like but honestly maureen could have told me anything like i don't really care what the ter- powers the terminus is i, I just, was enjoying it like, i was <laughs> like i no, no part of me was like oh that's kind of weird i was like yeah duh diamonds can can power Ghost evaporating diamonds things. Obliterate ghosts. <laughs> obviously, I don't. I don't even have to question it. Obviously, Maureen is correct about this. Um, no doubts at all. So now, when I think about diamonds, I'm like, hmm. I wonder. 
<laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, so the other two are already gone. <laughs> yeah. And then um, he gets Vu's terminus as well. And he's like, great, excellent. Uh, I'm good to go. Except mm, I'm just not quite done killing yet. And he's basically like, so Rory, you can let me go ahead and kill you. Or I'm going to go off and kill someone else. And there's nothing you guys can do about it anymore because I have all the Terminus and I already threw two of them in the river. So, ah. and she's like, oh, okay. Well, it's just awful. Rory's like, I guess I'll let him kill me. (laughs) I know. Rory. It's really rough. Rory is so brave. She like goes to the bathroom, like leads him to the bathroom and he like slashes her open, and this oh, is so all so scary. fast. And I'm like, I kept thinking, oh my god, something's Stephen's gonna be there. Like someone's gonna stop this. No. And then he's like, but you know what? I like you, and I'm cur- kind of curious to see because he was like obsessed. He w- used to be a what psychologist, I think, before he w- worked with the police or something. He was a wacko. Yeah, he was doing he was weird experiments on people. Yeah, he was doing experiments on people, basically to see if like he could give them the sight or what would happen. And basically, when he killed himself he was holding the terminus because he wanted to see what would happen. And so he basically intentionally made himself come back as a ghost. And so he basically is like, well, Rory, since you were so nice to cooperate with me, I'm going to give you the chance to do that. And so he like hands her the terminus or whatever. And so she's holding the terminus as she's bleeding out because she's going to die. And then um, who shows up? Joe. Oh, that's right. Okay, because I forgot friend. to say the name. Yeah, so Boo's ghost friend is named Joe, and she's, she's the World War Two. She was was she a fighter pilot or something? It was cool. She was. Uh, I think she decoded or lieutenant or in something. the Air Force. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. Did yeah. I think she's cool. like a. She was yeah, a she did something awesome, and so she basically is like, I'm, you know, Josephine, whatever from this regiment, and blah blah blah, and then she picks up the terminus and she holds it and she. And she and uh, and the and Baldy disappear. Oh, and so it's so sad so because Joe's wonderful, and she's also Boo's best friend. Yeah. So that's really that's really difficult and I was very sad. sad. Yeah, but um, hooray, Rory doesn't die. Yeah, that's cool. They save her. Um, her parents are like, you definitely can't go to school here anymore. She's like in the hospital recovering, and everyone comes to see her, and they're like, oh my god, we miss you, feel better. And then they're basically like, you are definitely a part of the society now. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> secret ghosty society. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jerome is like, so I guess you're going back to America now. And then, or I guess that, but like in a British accent. And she's like, actually, so I guess no, you're going I'm back to America now. Yeah, there <laughs> we go. Do it. There we go. I guess you're going back to him. I can't even do it. I'm getting a little crazy. I can't do it either. Uh, good. This perfect. You're getting like warmed up for Johnny Germain. Oh, our next God. Episode. Then I'm going to do more British accents. You know it. Hell yes. I'm okay with it. I have no problem with it. Um, anyways, so no, she's just going to go stay with her parents in Bristol. And I read The Madness Underneath. And I wish I had any memory of it. Because I'm like, didn't that ha- also happen in London? Because the series is called Shades of London. Yeah. I think she ends up back in London. But well, I can't for sure. Jerome did say that. that it's like just like an hour train ride or something. So yeah, it's like just a train ride away. It's back. not like super far away. It's always wild to me when I think about like when someone says something's far away in Europe. <laughs> I know. I'm <laughs> it's like, not. Oh, honey, it's not though. It's not. It's, it's fine. Not, no, but it's not. You far. can drive <laughs> for three days and still be in Texas. Like that's one state. <laughs> my dearest. It's not far. <laughs> Did I ever not. tell you about that guy we met in Ireland who was like shocked that we drove from 
uh, Galway to Dublin in one day or something. And it's That's it's literally hysterical. like four hours. And he yeah, was it's like, like four hours. He was like, I I just don't understand. Like you're going all the way there, and we were like, Yeah, what's the big deal? He's like, Tomorrow morning you're going all the way back to Dublin. And we we're like, Yes. Yes, it was like hilarious. three or four hours. Like, Sir, if we drive four hours, that's just us going to the beach, and that's not a big deal. And he was like, I yeah. don't understand. It's so good. Yeah, we came across some of the same stuff, too. It's so funny. I, God, there's some things I really like about Europe. That's one of them. I'm like, oh, God, yeah. that'd be nice. Uh, it's not like that here. Uh, that's why I think that's also why our states feel like each of them has such a specific identity, especially Texas, because like it's so we are like our own country. If you yeah, it takes forever to leave. Honestly, yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. But anyway, so she's uh, in Bristol with her parents. Um, the terminuses are all gone, but apparently so is Baldy and Joe. But basically, the house that she's staying in with her parents, she sees a ghost when she's in there. And she's like, oh, hey. And the ghost looks kind of scared. And she remembers, like, that Boo would be like, you know, just be comforting if you find them when they're scared. Like, because Boo is really, like, she really cares about the ghosts and stuff, too. And so she tries, so Rory tries to reach out to this ghost woman and comfort her. But then there's a blinding white light and the ghost evaporates. As if Rory was a terminus. And she is. She is. Bro, that was so sick. Like, I am I so excited. Now they don't need the terminus. They have Rory. Exactly. Exactly. Because I, I remember thinking, because I forgot this entire book, I was like, how are they going to keep, like, ghost hunting? Like, what are they going to do? You would think that I wouldn't have forgotten, like, the biggest, like, twist in the whole <laughs> book. But I did. I forgot. It's fine. It was at the very end. Yeah, so, but it's good. Yeah, that's that's, that's the, the name of the star. Yeah, hooray! I loved it. I was loving. I did too. I was so was excited. Good. Everything about it was, it was great. Like the characters were fun. The idea is great. I love ghost hunting teens. Like what yep. the heck? That's the best idea ever. We're in London. It's very mm-hmm. fun. Yeah, it There's is fun. Jack the Ripper. I mean, he's not I fun, know. but like it's kind he's of not. But yeah, it's fascinating. It's more like fascinating. Yeah. Uh, What was your favorite part? My favorite part, I think, was... Okay, well, I have two, sort of. I liked that whole kind of montage-y time, like, before everything went down, but, like, when they were still locked down because of the murders. So it was just, (laughs) like, Jazza and Rory kind of, like, hanging out. Everyone's, like kind of just like it felt very cozy to me because everyone had yeah. to stay at school all the time so they were just like doing yes. fun stuff at school and I was like oh I love this for you Rory but then my other I guess my real favorite part was um kind of just like when she finally like figured stuff out and like Boo yeah. was like okay let's take you and like explain things to you I was like yes, yeah yes yes I love getting stuff explained to me so I love getting stuff explained to me, which is the exact opposite of the our northern last episode. We were like, we just love to be ignorant. <laughs> we just listen, love to not know anything. Listen, guys, if you're listening to this, you should know you can't listen to anything we say. We, we don't even know what we're no, talking about. We got no idea what we're talking about. Uh, <laughs> but that's not why you're here if you're still here. Those yeah, of yeah, you who no, are still here. These tiny percentage who have not <laughs> switched podcasts yet. Um, thanks, guys, for being here. Thanks, Mom. We haven't had a good just thanks, uh, mom. hey, Mom joke in a while. But uh, <laughs> thanks, Mom, for listening to the pod. <laughs> All right, Mom. <laughs> Woohoo! Um, but anyways, uh, I think my favorite part was 
when they were figuring out like uh, that Baldy was a cop because it had this like because I've been I've been watching Castle a lot because it's like writers and a little bit more lighthearted but it's also like a crime uh, procedural kind of and who doesn't enjoy that like we were saying like watching them solve a crime is the best part of the process and so it had a little bit of that energy but also like with ghosts and so I really enjoyed that scene Uh, what about your least favorite I hated when Boo got hit by a car yeah, that's what I was. I was say. really stressed out by that because I thought she Same. might die, and I was like, "Please don't, no." Yeah, I, also, I thought so too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. That's basically it. Sorry, I'm sorry. I was just saying. Um, I, I also that was part was my least favorite because it stressed me out so bad because I thought she was gonna die because I've been expecting Jazza to die for some reason the whole time. Me I just too. thought like, of course, like the pure good-hearted one is gonna be the one who's brutally murdered. I and totally then when she didn't that. die, I was like, well, maybe Boo dies. Even though I've read this book, <laughs> I didn't remember <laughs> any of it. <laughs> it was the worst. All I remembered is that I really liked it and it had something to do with Jack the Ripper and ghosts. Yeah, <laughs> that was it. I mean, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about favorite characters? I think that Rory might be my favorite character, even though mm-hmm. she's the main character. Like, that doesn't happen for me you that go, often, girl. but I really, really liked her. I thought she was super fun. She was super fun. I'll surprise no one by saying that Rory was my favorite character. <laughs> I love my main characters. Main I character enjoyed her. Energy. Woohoo! Uh, what about I keep woohooing a lot? It's probably woo-hoo. the whiskey. I but I haven't had that much. You can see how much I've had. It doesn't this even look thing. like you drink any. It looks like you ate the ice. That's it. <laughs> no, the ice melted. Uh, the thing is, like, whenever I do like whiskey on the rocks, it's when I need something to like sip without drinking a ton of for a long time. Ah, like, yes, I don't yes. want to break open our new bottle of whiskey that was a gift because it's really nice. So I'm trying to make our little bit of Jameson that we have left. I'm trying to make it last. And so I was like, what if I just do whiskey on the rocks? Which I used to drink all the time. It's been a long time since I did. But anyways, least favorite characters. <laughs> Go! Okay, least, I don't know. Um, I guess the bad guy. <laughs> I was mad at him because I was like, like he was kind of a good bad guy. You know, his plan was very evil and I really appreciated that. Like he put the yeah. work in, you know. <laughs> but I was like, yeah. I just have no tolerance for that kind of thing. Like, I have no tolerance for serial killers whatsoever. Like, there's no reason for you to be that evil. Do any of us have tolerance for serial killers? Well, I should hope not, you know. (laughs) I just, I hated that he was a serial killer. I have no tolerance for that kind of behavior. I really don't. Like, gross. What a sick, twisted guy. Like, especially because the murders were so brutal. That Mm -hmm. was the worst part. It is, yeah, it's bad. Like, Like, I'm just going to rip this person's guts out. And I was like, yeah. please don't. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> nasty. Don't. Like, this is so embarrassing for you, honestly. That's what it <laughs> felt like. <laughs> That's hilarious. I will say, I will say least favorite character him because he's a monster. But honorary mention for Jerome. Because I just did not. <laughs> and he's Look, not a bad dude at all. I know. We just didn't like vibe with him, I guess. I don't know. I just didn't vibe with Jerome at all. I don't know if it's just because I was like, I don't like casual relationships. I don't know if that's what it was or if it was that he kind of had like tabloid energy or if it was just that he was a high school boy. I was just like, <laughs> I don't like Jerome. I mean, I feel like I really don't like him. There just was nothing really wrong with him, but I felt like there was nothing that exceptional about him either. And I was like, no. maybe if you could see ghosts, then I would like you more. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I think it really, and I mean, 
I think Rory felt kind of similar about him. She's like, he's cute and he kisses well. Yeah. But even Rory, like, it, it really did kind of have the feeling of, like, a high school crush, like, when your options are limited. And yeah. so you like someone even just kind of because that's, that's your option. Yeah. And like, think- you want to like someone, so you like that person. <laughs> exactly. She's like, ah, oh, he's got curly hair. He's cute. I yeah. feel like I want. I would like it if they stayed friends because I think she needs more friends. But um, yes, I agree. I don't really. F- I think also what it is is I hate rooting for ships that aren't going to be the main ship because I hate losing. So <laughs> I could just tell like it wasn't going to last. So I was like, there's yeah. no need for me to get invested in this at all. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, what about what did we learn? As <laughs> you get back to that, oh, what God. did we learn from this book? What did um, we learn? It- if there's a serial killer on the loose and they're like, we know when he's going to strike, stay indoors. Stay the frick indoors. Stay in your house. Stay in your house. Don't be what a hero. What are you doing? Don't be a hero. And also don't be like, I want to be like, oh, I was somewhere really cool when no. this murder happened. No, like, you don't. Ew, you wanted to be in your house behind locked doors. Exactly. Go you touch grass. Freaking like, weirdo. But later on when it's safe. You know, yeah, yeah exactly. Like, when it's safe. <laughs> when it's safe. <laughs> Yeah, I hate that. Yeah, don't be weird about murders, you guys. Like, it's fine to be interested in true crime. And, like, especially Mm -hmm. if you're like, yeah, I want to know how they got this guy or whatever. I think that's fine because I do. (laughs) But same. don't be weird about it. Like, I agree there is a weird subculture of true crime people who are, like, kind of gross about it. I don't know. Yeah, they're like, I want to hear all the gory details about how the people were killed. And I'm just like... Those are the worst part for and, me. Yeah, and it's like, I don't know. It's I think it's different if you're like, oh, I'm kind of interested in the Jack the Ripper murders and I want to know about yeah. that. That happened, yeah. like, you know, 150 Forever years ago. ago. But yeah, if it's like in the now, it's like people who follow like active murder investigations with that kind of energy. Yeah, it's like, I'm like, listen, this is happening to people right now. This is now. real people, for sure. Like, I yeah. mean, not that those weren't real people, but they don't care anymore. They're dead. Um, yeah. from a long, long, long time ago, so it's fine. Yes, and all the people who knew and loved them are also exactly. gone. So we like, can pretty much we can pretty safely talk about it without anybody being too crushed. Yes, but like, yeah, yeah if you guys are going to be into true crime, I think that's totally fine. But just be respectful about it, you know. Yeah, that's really don't what be it is. a just Jerome. Be respectful, please. Yeah, Jerome was not respectful. Let's just all be respectful. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> and considerate and empathetic, maybe a little bit, which Jerome is not at all. Maybe that's also part of why I was like, hmm. You are not sensitive at all. Like, not even a little bit emotionally I intelligent. Mean, he was nice to Rory. I guess I'll give him that. He didn't, like, yes. actively do anything bad is the thing. I don't no. know why. I just, like... Besides him having his paparazzi energy, which yeah, I did not enjoy. Let's see. Um, what else did we learn? We learned... Sometimes an old cell phone is not really an old cell phone. <laughs> you see your friend an old Nokia Go phone... Don't trust it. Break that bitch open and look for a diamond. (laughs) Yeah, you're going to be rich, baby. (laughs) We learned that diamonds kill ghosts. Woo! (laughs) Hell yeah. Hell yeah, we did. We learned that... You know what? I feel like Callum is learning a lot about, like, himself because he was killed by a ghost. Well, not killed, but he was almost killed by a ghost, which is why he has the sight. And so then he kind of has Mm -hmm. this revenge thing against them, I think. Which is yeah. very in contrast to Boo, who is super like, ghosts are just people. Yeah, some of them are yeah. going to be dicks because some people are dicks. But are it's dicks, not a big yeah. deal. Which mm-hmm. I love her energy about that. Same. But Callum is kind of stewing a little bit in his like 
he's mad about it, you know, that now this is yeah. his life because now he can't play um, soccer, which is what he was all about. And now he yeah. has to be a weird, you know, cop <laughs> in hunter. London that hunts ghosts. So he's a little bit yeah. bitter about it. And I feel like he had to learn to let go of some of that in order to mm-hmm. save his friends at the end, which I think is very valuable. So yeah. I think maybe don't hold on to bitterness is a good lesson. Oh. That is a good lesson. Let go of the need for vengeance. Yes. Perhaps. Yeah. Know that vengeance will not heal you. So true. Now we're talking like Such Jedi. Such a good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like this is always how our lessons learned go is we start out with some like pretty wild ones and then we're actually like, actually, there were some real lessons in here too. <laughs> but I also learned like, should you always trust the hot young cop? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I mean, wasn't that the real takeaway? If he oh, yeah, that was the takeaway. He's like cute. <laughs> no, just he's kidding. Cute. Just kidding. No, don't. That's that's not real advice. I you have... really have to like. I feel like uh, sieve through when we do our lessons learned. Like which ones are like valid? <laughs> are they? Do they mean it or what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, should we do quotes? Favorite quotes? Uh, yeah. Let's do quotes. Do you want to go first? Sure. Uh, here's one that I just thought was pretty good. Oh, it's when um, Rory went to go tell Joe about. Boo getting hit by a car because mm-hmm. she was like somebody should tell Joe and Stephen was yeah. like oh that's very considerate of you because none of them had really thought about her and I'm like listen yeah she's her best friend she should know so anyway I liked that Rory thought of that but it's sweet Joe says fear can't hurt you when it washes over you give it no power it's a snake with no venom which I thought was a pretty good, good quote because it's a like, really good quote. I mean, yeah, everyone's going to be scared, but and that I think Rory really took that to heart because she was so brave at the end there. Like, oh my god, yeah, <laughs> she was literally like, "Well, I'm walking into a big dark uh, staircase, going down, yeah. down, down to meet a ghost serial killer who specifically who... wants to kill mm-hmm. me." But she yep. was like, "It's fine." <laughs> yep, and at the end, she's like, "Well, I'm going to walk into this bathroom and let him kill me now." Like, just. Our girl went Terrifying. off. She, she was did. so brave. She was so brave. Yeah, that that quote reminds me of like my favorite like fear quote, not from this book. I don't even know where it came from, but the uh, I think it's just be scared and then do it anyways, mm. which for some reason is really inspirational to me because I'm like, that's true actually. Like, it's okay to be scared and then do it and still be scared. Although you often find after you do the thing you were scared of, it wasn't that scary. But like, it's okay to be scared. Being scared is not a problem at all. You just just still do it anyways. Yeah. Yeah. So it's good. Um, my favorite quote, uh, there was a couple. A lot of her, when she would, like, make fun of being American, would just made me laugh. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. I picked this one, which is already a sentiment I've already expressed on the pod, which is, uh, it was clearly one of those mornings when I was particularly American. <laughs> she had just done something embarrassing. I forget what. But uh, <laughs> I was yeah. like, yeah, that's good. Aww, that is what it honey. feels like. I feel that way a lot. Um, I used to feel that way a lot around my Italian family. And they would even say things, too. Like, my Zia Elvi, like, one day I heard her talking about us to my uncle. And I was like, what is she saying? And I couldn't quite catch enough of it to, like, figure out what she was saying. So I asked my uncle, and he's like, she was just calling you guys crazy American girls. She doesn't understand why you're walking in the front yard barefoot, like, without your shoes on. And I was like, is that really that crazy American? (laughs) That seems... Not that weird to me, but... It doesn't okay. seem that weird, but I was like, I guess I'm really American. I don't know. Okay, whatever. Um, but it was good. And I kind of, I felt that way sometimes uh, in Ireland, too, where, like, I would say or do something and the person I'm talking to would be like, 
mm, like there'd just be like a <laughs> like a bit of a lag and I was like that was an American thing wasn't it <laughs> just not quite matching up you know <laughs> yeah it just I was like that was an embarrassingly American thing ah, I see okay um but yeah so that was good um let's see what else oh how many pinkies up oh my gosh I am going to give it oh this is tough it well, is, tough. is it though Mm, my heart wants I've to give it five back pinkies up, so I'm just going to give it five because I oh, loved you go. it. I've been going from five. I've been I've been trying to like guess between four and a half and five. Mm-hmm. And I was like 4.75. But the thing is, I forgot everything. And so I'm like, is this a reflection on my poor memory and my goldfish brain? Or is it a reflection on it being a good story, but perhaps not as memorable as some of the five Pinkies Up books that I've read? Very valid, very valid. I don't know. So I feel like I should give it a 4.5 Pinkies Up. Very good. Because it was close to a five, but I do think if it was 4.75 or up, I think I would have remembered more. I'm hoping. I mean, I think that that's a very, very good score. So <laughs> Excellent. Okay, so we've got a 4.5 and a five Pinkies Up for... The Name of the Star by Maureen Johnson. Yay, Maureen. Thanks, Maureen. If you guys want to follow us during the week, you definitely can. You don't have to wait a whole week without our beautiful voices in your ear holes. You can check us out on the TikTok and on the Instagram. Did you like that? That was really good. Thank you. Uh, We're on Instagram. We're on TikTok. Um, You guys can keep up with us there every week, every Mondays when our new episodes come out. We just started season four, so we've got lots of fun stuff planned, mostly thanks to you guys because you guys send us so many book recs. Mm -hmm. So if you guys have more book recs that you want to send us for season five, potentially, or you just want to talk about books, or you just want to personally recommend a book to us that maybe we read off air, you never know. Or you want to tell us how insane we are on the podcast or that, yes, we are, in fact, embarrassingly American. We had somebody, we have one girl who's been sending us some messages from France, and I'm just like, the fact that you are speaking to us with your I, sophisticated self is just mind-blowing. I know. I can't believe it. To me, French people are, like, very sophisticated. But that's Same. just my stupid American brain, I'm sure, thinking that. But, yeah. yeah, thanks for, yeah, I can't believe people from other countries listen to this podcast. I know, really they do. And I'm out. always like, you're really lowering your bar here, aren't you? For yeah. Us. And I'm really grateful. And then I also feel bad because of the amount of times I badmouth England and we have like I multiple British do. listeners. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not talking about you. I love you. <laughs> not you guys. It's all not the other you guys. It's everyone else. It's fine. It's okay. I badmouth Italians pretty much all the time. I don't know if we have any Italian <laughs> listeners. If you guys are an Italian listener, reach out. I want to know. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you guys want to call us out for being the worst people ever, that's fine. That's Go fine. for it. It's valid. Um, but yeah, so if you guys want to chat with us, you can do that by DMing us on social media, or you can email us at contact at storysirenstudio.com. Uh, that is our production company. You can also go to that website and see a bunch of merch. I actually just updated some of our merch. <gasps> oh, really? So you should go check it out. You're going to like it particularly, Spoons, because I like put like a soft pink background on a lot of our existing merch. So Thank now we've got God. a lot of like, <laughs> I know. It's so, I looked at it and I was like, this is Spoons. This is a Spoons aesthetic. <laughs> Uh, there's uh, TPBC merch, there's Story Siren Studio merch, and if you want to join us on Patreon, you can do that. Actually, in fact, another shout out for Catherine S. She joined our Patreon this last week. So thank you, Catherine. It's so sweet. We're so glad to have you here. She's a queen. Um, So if you guys want uh, exclusive material, there's exclusive merch for Patreon people. There's uh, all of our video recordings are currently exclusive for Patreon members. If you guys want to see what we look like when we're talking into the microphones, you can. 
uh, it's all there. And then uh, we also have some other fun just book content there. And you guys can also have comments and conversations in Patreon too. That is under Story Siren Studio again. I think that's all we've got for you guys. So until next week, keep your teacups full. <laughs> your pinkies high. And your book club. Pretentious. Pretentious.